In this episode of Cutscenes, we make our way to California in the Wizard. Let's get right into it. Video Game Movie Podcast. Welcome to Cutscenes, a video game movie podcast. I'm Katie Lesbrantz. I'm Jacob McCourt. And I'm Travis Colnett. And this week, we are talking about 1989's The Wizard. But first, you may have noticed that something is different. <laughs> What's wrong? There is a new conductor of this train. <laughs> I'm conducting. It may go off the rails. We're going to find out. And Jacob is probably going to regret this about four minutes in. But I'm the captain now. <laughs> i'm just trying to restrain myself from taking over i have control issues we know this i'll tell you i'll tell you to get back don't worry oh my god okay but first we are doing the tutorial our first segment we are going to put 60 seconds on the clock and give you the high level plot of the movie in hot potato style where we each take 20 seconds before we pass it off to somebody else so who wants to start I swear to God, every time we do this, I'll my start. brain just like melts and oh. I forget the entire thing. The whole plot just erases out of my brain as soon as you say tutorial. New okay, host, so new f- me. Let's go. I'm, I'll start. <laughs> oh, God. Travis is going to end it then. Okay. Everything. okay. Okay. And six seconds on the clock starting now. So this movie is about two young boys, one played by Fred Savage, uh, named Jimmy Woods and his brother something in the movie. (laughs) Uh, One of the boys suffers from PTSD and he needs to go to California because that's what he wants. So he wants to go to California. They send him to an institution because they don't know how to deal with people who have problems who need therapy. So uh, uh, his brother busts him out. And now they are hitchhiking on their way to California uh, because uh, there's a video game tournament. And Jimmy is really, really good at video games. Oh, my God. Okay, so Jimmy's really, really good at video games. And he um, they convince people to like give him like they trick him into giving money, kind of like a Rain Man kind of style thing. And they end up making their way to California and they have to compete in a big competition to get some money but they also have this bounty hunter after them because he needs to get put back in an institution and then they uh they win the tournament and there's a girl that shows up and then that's it the end yeah oh my god well done that's hard Uh (laughs) uh-huh it's It's hard starting it especially when i forget the name of the character who's Corey, which is funny yes fred savage uh, being in a sh- in a movie where he's named Corey when his brother Ben Savage played a very famous Corey, Corey Matthews in Boy Meets World. Yes, he did. They look very similar. I was like, wait, is that the Boy Meets World one? Which one's the Boy Meets World one? Ben <laughs> or Fred? Couldn't have told you. But yes, we have he, Fred Savage. Here's the fun movie. thing. Fred Savage guest starred on Boy Meets World as a creepy professor. So if you want to have a weird moment where you see Fred Savage being creepy, Boy Meets World, check it out. I'm confused as to how the logistics of that work. Aren't they like the same age? <laughs> yeah, they're the, they're the same. They look the same. Uh, Fred hasn't aged as uh, <laughs> as well as Ben Savage. <laughs> he just looks older. That's yeah, all. Yeah, he does. Oh my god. So the movie starts. We oh have god. Jimmy. Basically, starts with what Jimmy in the desert, walking by himself with a lunchbox. 
in the longest intro the longest intro ever oh my god it just sat on him forever and we listened to an entire song i don't know what the song was but all i could say was it reminded me of like mouse rat from parks and rec that's all i got you know oh chris pratt kind of playing that like you know (laughs) kind of like tune (laughs) yeah yeah. Like a little 80s year though. Yeah, 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 yeah. If, they, if yeah. Mouse Rat was 80s. Yeah, yeah. And then totally that's literally all that went through my brain. And I was like, how long is this thing? And it just it went on forever. Forever. They love their music. Yeah. That is for sure. <laughs> there was an expensive did. scene with like a plane that came in. It was like plane, police car. And I'm like, damn, this scene's expensive. And that's all that went through <laughs> mm-hmm. my mind. Yeah, they kind of blew a bit of the budget on mm-hmm. the beginning of the movie i was surprised at how clear it was i I guess because we were i was watching it on netflix and i was like oh like for being 1989 i felt like it was really like quality wise i was like netflix has like the original thing this ain't no vhs (laughs) copy it was like crystal clear and i was like this is 1989 i don't believe it they got the laser disc and put it on netflix (laughs) literally did the netflix money (laughs) so jimmy has we don't really know at the beginning but he doesn't really talk he says California, and that's pretty much it. California. And I feel like the movie really, uh, it dated itself in the way that almost every character refers to Jimmy with yeah. questionable language. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was a little rough. Mm-hmm. He's just nonverbal. That's it. That's all you have to say. Right? And like, it's not like he, he, he looks at people like he can socialize. At worst, you'd be like, oh, maybe he's like on the spectrum, like on an autism spectrum, possibly. But even from that, like you don't, there's nothing really there to say that that's the case. And again, even if if he is on the spectrum, that's fine. But they all just talk about him like he is uh, a problem. It's also funny. he's non-functioning and they need to send him away, which is... It's funny because it's like they all totally forgot that he went through something super traumatic at the exact same time. It's like... um, It's like they discovered it halfway through the movie. Yeah, well, they discovered it when we discovered it. Yes! (laughs) It's like everyone just suddenly remembered that like, oh yeah, he had this traumatic thing happen to him and maybe that was the cause for his major PTSD. And he stopped talking after that happened? I wonder. Yeah, Mm. I don't... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah and so we meet after that we meet ben no not ben fred Corey. which savage is this we meet fred <laughs> who is Corey in this movie yes oh my so we god meet Corey, fred savage and christian slater i know who is his wow brother or half brother or who who's who's okay. full brothers and who's half brothers i believe that christian slater and the savage kid are full brothers <laughs> And Jimmy is their half brother with that other mom. Like the mom, the dad married the mom and had Jimmy. And when, after this traumatic experience, they broke up. And then the dad got his original two kids from his first marriage. So the stepdad of Jimmy, who is, um, who is a character from friends. Yeah. He's he's, Chandler Bing's boss. He's been like in a bunch of stuff. Yes. So that is the stepdad. That is yes. the new married yes. Bo Bridges. marriage. No, not I Bo Bridges. See. Not Bo Bridges. Bo Bridges is the real dad. Yes. He is the grumpy grumpy dad who shows no emotion. 
Yeah, yeah. There's another guy who's eighties movie. You don't really realize he's like even a dad. You think he's like maybe a lawyer or something at first. Like I don't even think he Mm -hmm. he doesn't even come across as like dad like, but whatever. So yeah, so they don't really know what to do with Jimmy. They send him away. Fred and Christian Slater are very upset about this. So Fred goes to bust him out of this institution kind of easily. Yeah. And like he just literally walks in and they get on the back of like a Wonder Bread truck. Yeah. And this truck driver doesn't even like notice. And they I was trying to it- decide if it was more of a hostess truck or a Wonder Bread truck. <laughs> Apparently I was like, which, which product placement is yeah. more important? <laughs> yeah, Jacob. <laughs> what? It's funny. You, I, I talked about product placement before we started and you guys are the ones bringing up product placement because this movie is, is full of it. This is a marketing tool for n- Nintendo. Yes, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of Nintendo. And Wonder Bread. All kinds of Nintendo. And Wonder Bread. Yeah, there's a lot of games, which is how this is video game related. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They are trying to make their way to this video game tournament, which is Nintendo. There's a lot of Mario. There is... There's a lot of games, actually. There's like a little montage there. Uh, I think some Contra? Yeah. Yeah, Contra. Contra. Metroid. Yep. Uh, I had a list, but I don't remember it anymore. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Mario Super Mario Three was like brand new at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was like, basically it a commercial for thing? Mario. Yeah, I think so. Like, yeah, I think this movie debuted at years, like a year before it came out in North America. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, okay. So it was kind of like a tease, like a big giant commercial tease for it. But interestingly enough, that Nintendo did not actually come up with the idea for this movie. Like, oh. you would think it was, like, a Nintendo-produced movie that they right. were like, hey, we'll pay some people to do a thing. But they were making the movie, and then they went to Nintendo and were like, hey, just so you know, if you want in on this, we're, do- like, we're doing a thing. Oh, really? So Nintendo had yeah. no clue as part... I like, mean, you know, and, they hopped I mean, on board, you know, uh, obviously. Yeah. And obviously, like, like that was way before they were super, super controlly about, like, their IPs and stuff. Was this... What was what year did that Super Mario movie come out? Was it around this time? Eighty five. Okay. So they were playing, this came out in eighty nine. They were playing fast and loose with their IPs already. <laughs> so let's be real. <laughs> yeah, it was some Universal executive who probably went out to a Nintendo of America executive and said, "Eh, video games, huh?" And then yeah. that's how this movie happened. Oh my god! Because they're so cool. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Ninety three are... for Super Mario Brothers. Sorry. Perfect. Oh, okay. Wow. So they're hitchhiking. They meet some girl yeah. in like a diner or while they're trying to get a train, t- a bus ticket in what appears to be like an arcade slash diner who apparently also sells train or bus tickets. <laughs> and she's like, hey, I need to go somewhere too. I still, I don't understand who she is still. Yeah. I'm not entirely you, sure I get her, her, th- her thing. What is like, where was she going? Why was she joining them? I don't she's even American know. She's where- American Hermione. I don't even know the idea of like where did the yes. video game tournament like we just knew they wanted to go to California but like well, the video game tournament trying... thing kind of came up after the fact where they were like hustling people playing games and they're like oh well, I guess we can get more money and they just kept going but like I don't feel like I I'm, did I turn my face away from the screen when they decided that there was a video game tournament I don't remember exactly how that even came about I think so because basically what happened is that the uh fred savage is like i don't want jimmy to be in an institution how can we prove to them that he doesn't belong in an institution and by the way we're going to california just because 
Jimmy wants to go to California and that's all he ever says. Um, and then she's like, oh, I know how you can prove because they've already uh, discovered that he's like a video game savant. He's basically a pinball wizard right. with video games, mm-hmm. more or less. He's Rain Man um, with video games. Yeah. Yeah. Rain Man. And uh, also, it was like a mixture of Rain Man and Color of Money. I don't know if anybody's seen that. No. It's a not explain. very good Tom Cruise movie <laughs> where he like hustles people playing pool. Great. Oh and he's God. like extremely good at pool and they just are like going around hustling people. I'm like, this is Rain Man. Yeah. The color of money. <laughs> but um, she's like, hey, there's this tournament in California where you can win, I believe, $50,000. And they're wow, like, so. they can't put him in an institution if he wins this. And I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure they don't care she pulled out a random magazine at a diner and she's like i know exactly where this magazine is and where the ad is for video game armageddon here you go yeah let's go jenny lewis is great is she an orphan like i still don't understand like she she talks about her dad but like there's no parents to be seen he bad i don't i don't know he's a trucker and she's got connections and Mm -hmm. there's a code she would fit in in a home alone movie so well Home Alone. Yeah. I want like the version of Home Alone with Jenny Lewis as Macaulay Culkin. (laughs) Jenny Lewis is also the the lead singer of Rilo Kiley. I don't know if you know the the indie band. She's the lead singer of that. Yeah. This movie. Yeah. She's the best part of this movie in my mind. Truly. Really? She didn't do anything. I could watch her all day like be all sassy and and stuff. She belonged in like the Little Rascals movie. Yeah. She was like, I know everything. Definitely. I don't know that I had a bright spot. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> I didn't have a negative. Like, I did not have a overwhelmingly negative thought right. on it. But I was just going, what is this and what are we doing? Mm. And what is this about? This is it's the Goonies. Because it is. But as we're gonna about to get into, the, the tone is weird. The tone of this movie is all over the place. It's kind of overly serious. It's kind of creepy sometimes <laughs> in a weird way. And it's got some fun comedy issue like bits with like the like car chases and the like kind of like slapstick kind of. Yeah. And there's with, slapstick. Yeah. But then there's like weird stuff. And I don't know. It was really weird and off putting. And I'm I'm embodying Jacob in this moment. Who is this movie for? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what I sound like? Who is it for? <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh. Who is this movie for? Who? To your I don't point, know who. David Chisholm wrote it, and I feel as though at times it feels like an adult wrote it, and it feels like a kid wrote it. And like that's that's the weird thing is like it's an adult movie, but then also it's a kid's movie. So yeah, it straddles that line. I will tell you. I love this movie. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. It was so fun. It was so fun. <laughs> it had like Home Alone, Little Rascals, Goonies vibes, and I was super into it. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I do- oh my God. Really? Loved it. Yep. I was so lost. I was just like, wait, wait. Now this okay, they hire a creepy like bounty hunter guy yeah, the to hunt down Jimmy, and he's running around in his in his car. Like I don't know, he's like slashing tires, 
and he's like grabbing children and he's just so creepy. He spent mm-hmm. more time slashing tires than actually just like investigating where right? the kids were. Like legit. Because he wants to find Jimmy before his parents do, before um, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, Christian Slater and the dad find him because yeah. otherwise he doesn't get his money. Right. So that involves slashing tires. He must be getting paid a shitload of money. Like I would not go Maybe, to this extent. Or, or not a lot. <laughs> That's the alternative. Just enough to he's live, getting paid man. Barely any money, and he's like, "I need Jimmy because I got nothing else." Oh my god! Yeah, it doesn't yes, make any sense. So, so the next thing is that they're like, "Oh, how do we get to the next place?" She's like, "The girl goes, I got, I know truckers because my dad's a trucker. <laughs> yeah. and they have a code, so nothing bad can possibly happen to us if we're in the back of this of this truck." And this guy's going to be super nice. And then they're counting their money out all willy nilly because, you know, they're kids and they're, they're kind of dumb. And uh, the trucker's like, no, I'm going to snatch you. He snatches her out of the back of that truck <laughs> in a very uncomfortable scene. And she's yeah. screaming, don't touch me. And he's like grabbing at her. And it's very aggressive. And I was like, oh, this is weird. She's like 13. Yeah. They and Jimmy t- is like quiet and like looks uncomfortable. And I'm like, oh, but. Jimmy, like, can can everyone stop grabbing everybody? Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of grabbing in this movie. Um, I didn't like it. They essentially, like, just keep getting their money taken from them, like, over and over and over. Like, it literally, the whole co- middle of this movie is them going from swindling someone to get their money and then mm-hmm. being taken advantage of and their money is gone. And it was just like, maybe this isn't a lucrative, <laughs> like... <laughs> endeavor like you literally keep losing all the money that you're winning like if you're gonna swindle people at least get out of town fast like please don't stick around or fred savage is like oh they didn't get this 20 dollars because i because i hid that in my shorts i'm sorry after the first time it should have all been in your shorts (laughs) all of it (laughs) just split it up between all three of your shorts because Everyone's trying to take your money. How many changes of clothes did they have in their backpacks? I don't (laughs) understand how they changed their outfits so often for just having little backpacks. Jimmy literally only had his little lunchbox. And I'm like, how did he fit a sweater in there? I don't understand. Fred Savage is like 3'9 in this movie also. So really you're going to (laughs) walk around and like try and intimidate 15 year olds into taking their money through arcade games. Where are your parents? Where are your parents? I mean, they're... Who let they're you travel driving, alone? They're Hired driving incompetently hunters. across the country, chasing after them. Where are the adults? Fred, where are the adults? Fred Savage makes a fire. <laughs> How does that happen? All of a sudden, they're in the mountains, and he's got a blazing fire, he like a campfire that he made. Yeah. Super competent. I, but- I would never be able to. No. I just freeze to death in the mountains. But, <laughs> yep. you know... Fred Savage is better than me. All right. Mm-hmm. I get it. So, yes. So we move on from the truck. Where do we go next, guys? We kind of just like literally, like I said, they kind of just keep jumping from place to place. Like, and they're making their way to California and they're like meeting people and having little shenanigans along the way where they get money, they lose money. They get money, they lose money. Because um, that that's how this whole middle of this movie just yeah. kind of felt. Like I kind of, I'm probably... I didn't hate this movie. I didn't love this movie. I'm it was, like... It was eh. Yeah, it was fine. Like, I didn't... Yeah. I felt it was enjoyable, but I didn't, like, outright love it, and I didn't outright hate it, but I did find the middle was very repetitive. 
Yes. And I don't remember the order in yeah, which. They hustle the next person. At first they hustle like a 55 year old who for some reason is like, Sales that guys. little kid can't beat me at this arcade game. Yeah, I'm legit. like, you're like a 55 year old man in 1989. <laughs> Please. You're dead now. <laughs> Basically. He's got those like, you know, there's a reason why esports players are like on the younger side because those reflexes, man. Mm-hmm. So they're hustling people and then they run into... What's his name? Lucas? Yeah, yeah. I think who, so. Yes, who yes, yes. Who is... They name him something. What do they call, they call him something. They're like, oh, we're going to play so-and-so. Yeah, what is he? I don't remember what they his name is. They give him a nickname. He's fancy. Power Glove Boy. Power Glove Boy, yes. That, yeah, whatever it is. Because Lucas is like, oh, psh, step aside. Let me show you something that you, you know, tiny children know nothing about. I'm going to show you the Nintendo Power Glove, which... I, there's there's no possible way that it controlled that well. No. <laughs> there's no way. We, when it came out, was barely there. Was like not not that controlling that well. And somehow he's like steering in a racing game as if he's holding the top of a steering wheel and like turning it with his one hand. Have you and ever I'm touched like, a power glove before? I have not. No, I've okay. never, I've seen, never one. seen one. I've no. never. Neither have I. Really? I'm very nope. surprised. Nope. I thought nope. for Don't sure. I'm sure Jacob other... owns one. He just doesn't I own remember that dumb he Nintendo it. stuff. Like I own the Advantage controller, which is like that big thing with the with the joystick and the big buttons. But no power glove. Maybe someday. They're expensive. Uh, yeah. I feel like if you didn't get in early, it's real hard now. Early is in 1989. <laughs> yes. You mean that the year early. we were all born? <laughs> yeah. Yes, we should have come out of the womb with a power glove. Literally. I mean, they aren't too bad. They're like a hundred bucks. Oh, that's way better than I thought it would be. Uh huh. I thought it'd be like a grand easy. For what though? What's it going to do for you? Nothing. You're going to put it on and say, hey guys, I got a power glove. <laughs> yeah, this is all right. Yeah. Video this games. Is great. It controls terribly. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah, and Jimmy is like, just, he doesn't say anything, of course, but he kind of is like, uh, I can't compete with that. Even though he doesn't actually get the chance to use the power glove. So like he didn't even lose. Yeah. The guy was just like, I play this game and they're like, well, we lose. I'm like, but shouldn't he have gotten the chance? Yeah. Cause Jimmy with the power glove on would have been adorable. I kind of thought that's where the the thing was going to go. I thought the power glove was going to play a bigger role because they made a big deal about it. And then it was like a one scene advertisement for it. And then that was pretty much it. Yeah. They just showed him playing the game. And trying to look cool while he's like steering with, you know, 80s music on. And then that was it. Oh, the music was so good. I do love me some 80s music, man. Yeah. (laughs) It's one of the things that 80s music, 80s movies have in their favor is they almost always have 80s music. And it's always great. And it just makes you happy. Next place we get to is the girl's hometown which is Reno, apparently the smallest, was it the smallest city? Smallest big city in the, world. in the U.S.? Smallest big city, that's what it is. Yeah. And it's basically like a, a poor man's Vegas. Yeah. Is, is the vibe that I get from Reno. Yeah. And they're like playing, it's like there's, it's like a casino, but there's also an arcade. Right? What was that about? I'm like, why is he playing the arcade in a casino? I'm assuming you put your kids in the arcade while you go to the slots. Is the vibe? (laughs) Sounds plausible. 
Yeah. And then you come back 14 hours later and hope they're still there. Yeah, you just hope so. <laughs> and you hope that a bounty hunter hasn't touched someone's breasts in the meantime, essentially. Yes. yes. Great. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Classic 80s <laughs> slapstick. Great. Oh, yes. Where it's just uncomfortable. Oh, or a comedy, yeah. Because yeah. he has a bounty hunter busts in, finds Jimmy, grabs Jimmy. So the girl decides to scream, he touched my breasts. Yeah. Oh my Which god! I was like, I I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what to do with this. It felt weird. Yeah, it was also very eighties that they're like, they're they're not doing it, but they are, and they're like sexualizing the thirteen year old girl. Mm. Even though then they state like she doesn't even have breasts. I'm like, yeah, but you're talking about her breasts. Yeah, and it's Blah. weird. I don't like. I didn't like it. <laughs> no, she's a child, sir. <laughs> Yeah. There was a lot of moments like that where I was just like, I don't know how I feel. And then like he gets Jimmy again eventually, some other way. He I think he gets somehow, if it's not after that, he gets Jimmy again. And essentially what's her name? Jen Jenny? What's uh Haley. The actress Jenny Haley. Lewis. Jenny Lewis. <laughs> Haley. Haley Brooks. Yes. She ends up getting all of her trucker driver buddies to like chase after the bounty Great. hunter who has Jimmy. And because I'm assuming she told them that he touched her breasts and then yep. they all come and get mm-hmm. Jimmy and save him from the bounty hunter and they beat him up and then they make their way back. They make their way to California and they go to the like competition thingy, you know? And also at one point they jump on the bikes of a biker gang. Yeah. yeah. In like the middle <laughs> montage of how they what? travel. And they're holding on to these bikers and they literally look like they're teddy bears on the back of these bikers. They, they are, are two feet tall. Like weirdest road trip movie ever. Yeah, that's the thing. It just felt scattered to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it just felt like it was like, what what are we doing? What is the point? Like I And the characters were fine. Like I didn't really like any of them that much. Like, Fred Savage was fine. The girl was fine. I liked Jimmy, but, like, Jimmy also didn't really speak. So, like, he wasn't developed that much. He was just, like, kind of quiet and shy and, like, played video games. But, like, they didn't do that much with him. Uh, the the dad and Christian Slater, I guess, had some development happening in there. Yeah. Like, that that relationship really developed. That I was actually was going to say, one. that was the one that I kind of liked. Like, the Christian Slater and the dad thing was actually kind of fun. Because they clearly, I don't know, aren't that, like, they don't, he, I don't know, Christian Slater was just like, you know what, this was actually really nice, I like spending time with you, and there's, like, this slow little development between him and the dad, and they actually realize that, like, they had a lot of fun together, um, this entire road trip, trying to, like, uh, like chase down Fred Savage and Jimmy, Um, and so... uh, I, I liked that a lot. And then like also I didn't mind the slapsticky kind of like comedy of like them beating up the car and like, you know, like this little side B plot of them running into the bounty hunter and uh, either getting into car accidents or chasing him down or beating him up or something like that. Like I actually enjoyed that whole portion of it the most. Or actually, ramming each other repeatedly yeah. with their cars. <laughs> like this can't work out properly. Great. And then being like, oh, my car is wrecked. Yeah, no kidding. You just rammed another car like Oops. four times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then uh, even like the, I also very much enjoyed the fact that they're a landscaping company and there was a tree in the back, like in the truck, um, flatbed of the truck that they were driving oh yeah and the entire time 
like the tree is just like they kept the tree in they didn't even like offload the tree before they went on this road trip they just left this like plant like half planted tree in their truck maybe it's part of their advertisement yeah by the end of the movie there was no leaves on it it was literally just like a (laughs) stick sticking out of the top of the thing and i was like oh that's actually a really good i enjoyed that joke very much so because at the end someone on the production tracked where the tree was in its life cycle through the movie and i appreciate it literally yes i do i appreciate that a lot (laughs) continuity is one of my favorite things and i appreciate it Mm -hmm. here well, the that's thing. There was lots of continuity with that, but I did not like the fact that they changed their outfits all the time. I was like, this doesn't there. make any sense to me. <laughs> I mean, there was this cool continuity thing where like his number on the back of his shirt once he gets to like Universal Studios and he's in the video game Ar- or video Armageddon, his number gets ripped off his back. And throughout the whole thing, like they kept the continuity of like the yes. number being ripped off his back, which I appreciated because they could have shot it out of order, not ripped, right. and it could have been bad, but it wasn't. Yes, very mm-hmm. true. The small yeah, things sure. that that are important that I notice. <laughs> no actually though no it, but that's like effort and yeah. thought like if if you're being thoughtful about how you're making and editing your movie mm-hmm. i feel like it shows whether or not that individual thing shows like you kind of you feel that there was like effort and thought and care put into right. a movie so like yeah whether or not the number is there like in one of the shots isn't going to make or break this movie for you but like mm-hmm. the intention of that they had while making the movie to make sure that everything is right it does show through i'll give like them that people like when they care about the thing they're making yeah totally so yeah like i have my issues with the movie but like I, there was a lot of effort put in for sure yeah and you can tell yeah so i don't feel like I, it felt it didn't feel like a crappy quality movie mm-mm. like it felt like I don't know. It it felt polished. It felt thought out. It felt clean. It didn't feel like this was just kind of thrown together to advertise a bunch of Nintendo games. Like, mm-hmm. even though it felt like the video game portion of it was very much on the back burner, like it was li- literally just the thing. That's the, I kind of agree with the like, who is this movie for? Because it was kind of road trip gang movie. But then there's like this video game aspect. And then at the end, it's like this big showy video gamey like studio thing and which i mean was fine but i just felt like it was so on the back burner that they didn't care about that aspect of it other than throwing it into little like um like montages really right yeah and it's not like um when other movies have used video game stuff sometimes it's used for nostalgia for people who grew up like you know we i played that game 15 years ago but when that movie came out those games were pretty recent right like that uh ninja turtles game was like pretty recent so they're not playing on nostalgia they're just like these are new games so that says that you're aiming at kids but then the whole tone of the movie didn't feel like a kids movie most of the time to me Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't know what's happening and who this, who this is for. But, um, Misguided is like the worst thing I would say about it. Yeah, yeah. I could go with that. I'm on board with that. Um, the other big way that they integrated video games was Christian Slater and the dad was that basically at the beginning of the movie, well, a little bit into the movie, they're at a motel and Christian Slater brought a NES with him to plug into the motel TV and doesn't that bring you back? But anyway, uh, it brings that and he starts playing a game and he's like, the dad's like, what you're playing that now. He's like, I want to go to sleep. He's like, go to sleep then. And he's like, that's fine. I'm going to keep playing. And he's like, Psh, kids in their video games. 
and he's like the unfeeling 80s dad and the next thing you know christian slater wakes up and he's playing ninja turtles and he is furiously mashing buttons yeah don't in get the me most start. un-video gamey way possible I, but you know what he's trying <laughs> there goes my min i <laughs> <laughs> bad video I am game feeling jacob i stole your min literally bad video game controlling in video game movies drives me bonkers terrible because you, you cannot just like smash and shake the controller no one's doing that no one is doing that <laughs> if you were doing that you're not playing the game correctly so don't tell me that like he's failing really bad at playing ninja turtles if that's the case because it's just literally all over the place <laughs> Also, there was really bad. No, I'm going to save that second really bad for my act for a different min. If once we get there, I'll try not to call it out. Yeah, please don't. (laughs) So we get to California. We get to the video game tournament. What is it called? Video game Armageddon. Video Armageddon at Universal Studios. Oh, my God. Where they have a whole bunch of competitors. Although before there are. Basically, they could throw any game at you. It's not like modern esports where they're like, no, this is the game that we play in this league. They're like, we're having a tournament. It could be any of these like 80 some games. So they have to make sure that Jimmy is good at all of them. Every single one. So they end up calling like Nintendo Q&A. Yes. <laughs> oh, the best. The, yeah. Why don't you tell us about that, Jacob? What was so there that? was a number that you could call if you're if you're a youngin. Uh, and you would get hints and tricks about any Nintendo game. And like, it wasn't cheap. Like it costs a dollar a minute or something. So I can only imagine. Yeah, it was not free. It was not something that you just call me like, please tell me how to get out of Super Mario World 3. Uh, No, it was costly. And I can can find out how much, but it was either a dollar or like a dollar 50 a minute when you called them. Was not cheap. Oh my God. So there were a lot of angry parents when they got their bill. And they're like, what the hell is this? (laughs) Yeah. So that that was how they ended up getting good at these games. Uh, I'm going to find out the cost and, and grab that for y'all. But uh, yeah, they, they spent a lot of time on the phone with those folks trying to figure out every game. Yes. So they learned all the games. They go to the tournament, which is hosted by a very sweaty, uh, <laughs> very excited man. He's running around the stage yelling a lot as, you know, it, it seems accurate, I feel yeah, like. That's probably time. right. Uh, introing everybody they kind of do some rounds. Jimmy qualifies. They get to the final. What? It's him, Lucas, who we met earlier with the power glove. And some. And a girl. Girl. <laughs> a girl. I'm glad it was a girl. You know what? They, they did put a girl in. I am pleased that it was a girl. I guess. <laughs> it's just. She can be nameless and faceless, but I'm glad it wasn't just like That's three true. white dudes. Yeah, it's they actually, were like, it's impossible that yeah, a girl could that's be what in this saying. tournament. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's true. They that's didn't know. They were like, it's the person with the, the main character. It's the main antagonist and a girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No but I mean, they did whatsoever. have a girl with them the whole the way 80s. who was like getting them to, the oh, Cal- yeah. to California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she was like the street smart one who was like, I got this. I know the truckers. Like you can't say that no, there no, no. was a a integral female character yes no there was not oh i'm Haley, but yeah that's, yeah, that's what she's referring about. to oh, oh okay yes. you, you can't that say, was like, you can't say. <laughs> the third player in yes. the final thing was an integral female character to yes. this movie we couldn't have done it without her <laughs> i heard i heard never mind go ahead <laughs> yeah um yeah 
they play. Jimmy's running around the. They're running around trying to escape the bounty hunter because he jumps into the the, the place, the theater. They mm-hmm. run around. They escape. Jimmy is standing at the at the at the computer, ready to go when the when the show starts. And uh, yeah, there is a little showdown. And they play and Super Mario Three. It was exciting. They play Super Mario Three, which another thing. How okay? This game isn't out yet. Right. Right. That's the whole thing. Is that they're like, we're gonna have you. You've 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 practiced at all these games. You're all really good at them. We're gonna give you a brand new game that none of you have seen before. Right. They're playing the game, and now they're yelling at Jimmy, like, get the flute! Get the flute! Yeah, like, as if how they do know you know what that? It is? Yeah. <laughs> you don't know that. It's a brand new game. Yeah, Jimmy, like, straight up, like, uses the tail to, like, like the tail in Super Mario 3 to, like, go yes. around to the warp zone, and that's how he ends up winning. How did he know that was there? You wouldn't have known that was there unless you played it before. It's not like there was, like, indicators telling you, go here, or, like, any kind of an indicator, really. It was no. it was legit off screen to get to those warp, warp pipes. It, uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you just kind of... Yeah, it was just... You just let it go. You, like, hand wave it away. But they specifically said it. Like, they made yeah, yeah, a, yeah. A, a point to say, you've never played this game before. Right. And then they're like, oh, hey, we know... Then they're all yelling, like, this is the way to get to the end. I'm like, how... You don't know this. We just stated it five minutes ago. It's not even like, you know, an hour ago. And like, they're, they're hoping that we forgot. Like, no. Jump over the enemies. Yeah. Don't die. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's the best way. Uh, the, um, the uh, like, style in this, I'm stealing my own Max, but the style in these vignettes of, like, the TV screens with, like, the the point totals and the, like, you win, like, yeah. was so 80s. And if anyone is Canadian and listening to this video game arcade top 10, that old YTV show, like, oh my just gosh. got so many vibes of that from this. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Did you guys watch that show? <clears throat> no, Travis, no. No, I had antenna i didn't have <laughs> no fancy ytv <laughs> okay well uh video and arcade top 10 was this but in the 90s because canada was always like five years behind everything oh my god i love it mm-hmm. also a dollar 50 a minute for the nintendo power line <gasps> oh my god yeah oh my god so many That's minutes a lot uh-huh there's a lot of nintendo secrets to be talked about so they they were making bucks Wow, mm-hmm. I guess really like the invention of the internet really tanked that whole concept, eh? Yeah. Nintendo mm-hmm. must, like, nope, not making money on that anymore. <laughs> Actually, I saw a documentary that mentioned this, that, that like went into that job and basically how hard a job it was because you had to like research, you had to like study right all of these games and all of the secrets to like all of these different nintendo games and they're like packed full of all these secrets and like strategies and you basically had to be like you know a walking talking strategy guide and be able to pull things up very quickly yeah so you're and not sitting there wasting their time yeah i mean they probably were like you could waste a little bit of their time yeah just a little bit i mean <laughs> make a little make an extra buck 50 but but yeah no it, it was not an easy job to do no and what that's what that's the movie like oh, what yeah. else well, happens the final the like final a, part there is a final little like scene at the end where like they're driving home because like it's oh the yeah the entire the, emotional the crux emotional, of the movie yeah, that i completely crux. forgot yeah. because it wasn't that great but that's okay go ahead tell so me he um they're driving home from california 
And then Jimmy is in the car with his mom and stepdad. And he sees the giant dinosaur statue outside. And he starts screaming like, California, California, blah, blah, blah. And then they let him, they pull over the car and they just let their child out. And he runs to this giant dinosaur statue, which I'm assuming is like a museum. I don't know what it is. Um, And then come to find out that the reason he wanted to go to California was because... I guess we didn't even like talk about this tragic thing that happened. Yeah, they um, mentioned it kind of halfway through the movie during their like hitchhiking road trip yes. on their way to California. So Jimmy had a twin sister who tragically died drowning in a lake and Jimmy watched. Um, and I think it caused a rift between the dad and the mom and they split and Jimmy went off with his mom and then the two boys stayed with their dad. Um, and essentially Jimmy wanted to get back to this dinosaur because there's a picture in his lunchbox he's been carrying the entire time that has a picture of the whole family all together with the sister because it was the last place that he like where he remembers his sister being happy and kind of wanted to leave this lunchbox full of like memories and stuff hidden inside of the giant dinosaurs museum statue and they left it there and yeah it was like emotional um i also would never have left my lunch pail full of uh pictures of my dead sister in right all of your like most important keepsakes maybe one picture yeah maybe like one like some one thing that's like meaningful and you're like i left that one thing there yeah and And that means a lot to me that i left that one thing there but like you're like no i'm just leaving it all yeah I and don't then know. that's pretty much it. Like he then, then, you know, it's like, Oh, Jimmy came. He finally got to go to where he wanted. Cause the whole point was to, you know, kind of say goodbye to his sister, which was like incredibly dark for this movie. Right. I just didn't, it's like, this is dark. I'm surprised. Yeah. 10 minutes ago, we had like a crazy sweating man running around on a stage, like yelling about video games. And now this is happening. And it's like, what? Yeah. I'm getting whiplash. Like, I don't know what this is. So obviously you enjoyed it a little bit more, Jacob. I did. Yeah. I, I thought that, that that point at the end, like it was, look, it's a, it's a, it's a, is it a kid's movie? I don't know. But if it's a kid's movie, that know. ending is kind of sad and it's fine and it's sad and it makes you fuzzy and it's sad. He's happy. He's sitting in the dinosaur and he looks happy. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. That's all I got. Yeah. I, I, I think the emotional payoff was fine. Like I was, I, I enjoyed the way the emotional payoff, it made sense for why he wanted to get there in the first place. Cause otherwise Jimmy, like easiest acting get ever for a kid. Like he didn't have to do anything. Like, yeah, he didn't even have to talk. He just had to look, kind of look sad all the time. Yeah. Easiest acting very, ever. Or intense when he was like staring at a video game. Yeah. One of the two. At least he played video games correctly. It didn't look like he was just button mashing. If he button mashed no. the entire time, I would have been like, not believable. <laughs> hard pass do your one job please yeah. <laughs> you're supposed to be good at this yeah, yeah. they call you the wizard yeah <laughs> come on not the wizard the wizard because i think the there wizard. was a whiz joke at wizard oh, yeah I'm sure there was le wizard uh-huh yeah so yeah that that's the movie mm-hmm. it's it's something <laughs> like i said my main issue is just like the whiplash of tone because it can be so dark sometimes and so um, just kind of like off-putting with like the creepiness or the weirdness. And then all of a sudden they're like, um, 
yeah, like slapstick comedy of like the cars are running into each other, but then also the same guy like aggressively, creepily slash their tires. And like there's almost at the beginning, it's almost like an angry dad. Like there's a weird unsettled home life mm-hmm. that's uncomfortable and kind of Which dark. is why I appreciated like, the the development of the between Christian Slater and his dad. Yes, it did. It gave us somewhere to go for sure. Yes, 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 yes. So that's the movie. And that's, you know, Jacob liked it. Me and Travis, not so much. Yeah. But you <laughs> it's know, okay. It's not terrible. But maybe we're wrong. So we yeah. are going to go to our next segment, Critical Hits, where we read quotes from user reviews, this time because it is an old movie, 1989. It's a combination of a little bit of Metacritic, but also imdb.com. So we have some reviews we've collected from there. So, uh, Jacob, do you want to start us off? Yeah, sure. This one's from All Pluto. Uh, this one's from Metacritic. It's a 7 out of 10, and the quote says, A classic movie. A movie where you can easily tell that if they give it a bad rating, they're obviously lying. <laughs> this is the only review from Metacritic. It is from December 31st, 2020. What? And so I just have a lot of questions with that. Anytime that someone's like, well, if you don't agree with this, then you're lying. It's like, you're not proving a point. You're not saying anything. Yeah, the rest of these are from Metacritic, but this one I have a lot of questions about. (laughs) Ah, Pluto. Um, Here, I'll do the next one. The next one is a from IMDb, obviously. It is a 10 out of 10 from the Olive Branch. Uh, January 12th, 2009, titled, What Can I Say? This Was My Childhood. (laughs) Well, not really. My life story doesn't... (laughs) Okay. What is your title about that? There's a lot of to, to digest here. There's a lot. My life story doesn't resemble that of the characters in any way, except for our collective love of video games. That said, I watched this movie so many damn times as a kid, it'll make your head spin. What can I say about, about this movie that you don't already know yourself? Fred Savage, Bo Bridges, Christian Slater, the chick from Rilo oh Kylie. Oh my god. Great, she doesn't get you a name. You could have said cool. Jenny Lewis. Spanky. Love that misogyny. Yeah. Oh, spanky. Uh, and then Jimmy brings it all home. First of all, I want to say that whatever pills the whatever pills the video game contest host was on, <laughs> I want me some of that. Yeah. Yes. I thought it was more the cocaine side, but that's fine. You know, it was the 80s. Uh, two, they should bring back the power glove. And three, road trip movies will never, ever die. That's probably true. From Double Dragon to Ninja Gaiden, or the, which also, I'm sorry, in the movie, they said Ninja Gaiden. I did not like that. I was like, what is that? What is that monstrosity? And I'm like, did, is that what they called it? And now we just know. don't call it that no more? I don't know. Ninja I did Gaiden. hear that. I did not like that uh, at all. From Double Dragon to Ninja Gaiden or the nostalgic dinosaur park in the middle of nowhere, this movie will always remain a classic for me. Gimme, 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 Jimmy Woods. (laughs) (laughs) Which is what the uh, host says. Oh my God. Introducing. Uh, Travis. All right. Um, this this one's a 10 out of 10 by someone called The Wiz. I feel like uh, clearly this is like the owner of this movie is giving this a 10 out of 10 rating because if you're going to call yourself The Wiz, um, it says, <laughs> great movie, better cast. This movie first aired in 1989 when Fred Savage was 
was Boy Wonder on Top of the World, and when Jenny Lewis was Every Young Girl's Dream. Okay. Every Young Girl's Dream? Um, (laughs) A lot of people say this movie was a commercial for Nintendo, but it really wasn't. It was a movie for everyone that has a lot, that has a lost of, it was a movie for everyone that has a lost a loved, oh, that has a lost a loved one. (laughs) Good grief. Um, For people who haven't been, who have been traumatized and for people all around the world, everyone all around the world um this movie shows us that anyone can achieve their goals if only they believe if they only believe good god i can't read today (laughs) (laughs) so that was a apparently a 10 out of 10 yes um jacob you want to take the next one yeah this is from oh gosh uh fnts oh my god (laughs) this name is bad FNTSTC Pint uh, from December of 2019. Uh, it's a 3 out of 10, and I've highlighted a section to read off here. Uh, the year after McDonald's and Coca-Cola teamed up to rip off E.T. with Mac and Me, Nintendo and Universal Studios joined forces to shove a 90-minute commercial down the throats of the youth of America. This advertisement is packaged in a laughably implausible and kind of unsettling story of a mentally handicapped child running away to California, his slightly older brother Savage, and a vaguely streetwise girl, Lewis, at his side. Meanwhile, his mother barely cares enough to hire a sleazy creep of a bounty hunter to track down his kid, and the divorced father hops in a truck to eat donuts and play NES games, oh, and make a half-hearted attempt to find his boys too, utterly preposterous from the word go, or insert coin question mark, good only for the unintentional laughs, don't try to get between Vincent and his power glove, anytime someone decides uh, decides to get serious and talk about their tragic backstories, whip out the Game Boy for a few minutes, somebody decide it's fun to try and spot their feet. Favorite eight-bit games, or a young mulleted Toby Maguire as an extra, but at what price? At what price? And then the person decided they were going to put a more specific score because there was only a ten-point scale on IMDb and said twenty-eight <laughs> out of a hundred. Oh my no god! No clue why it's twenty-eight instead of thirty, but here we are. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Stop writing things on the internet. Like <sighs> I hate Someone people. Who- Someone who says at what price would put 28 out of 100. For <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Next up from Jeffrey Gunn from July 2019. Uh, title, It's Like the Last Dragon. I, I, I'll trust you on that. For those of you who gave this movie a rating above three stars, please pretend that you hadn't seen this until you're an adult. Then re-rate it properly. that's an odd sentence but okay i liked the last dragon when i was a kid but now i know it's a pile of excrement just (laughs) as this movie is i suppose kids are easier to brainwash though so i shouldn't be too cruel the wizard is still a heap of crap however that fact is not changed oh my god wow huh goodness harsh all right travis bring it home all right this is a two out of 10 um, from Casey 91047. It says, the best garbage. The Wizard is the most 80s movie ever made. Everything is just perfect. The music, the writing, it's just also 80s. The Wizard is a movie with a plot that's meant to fill time till the next Nintendo ad can show up. It's made even better because there's no clear... It's clear no one who wrote the movie has ever played a video game in their life with beautiful examples like playing NES... 
exclusive games in an arcade and getting the star at the end of the level in Mario 3, getting you infinite points, but only when the plot demands it. I mean, come on. Does, you're playing arcade versions of a game. Who cares? Like, honestly. I did. I did say when they're like, get the star. And then someone came in, not at the right speed. And I'm like, nope, you didn't come in at a full run. You didn't do that right. <laughs> of course you didn't get that star. I'm like, yeah, you no. got it. Come on. But anyway, sorry, as you were. Oh, no, yeah. Um, and this says, plus the amazing writing has given us an internet classic. I love the power glove. It's so bad. I would give it more examples, but there's are too many perfectly 80s lines to go, th- um, to go through all of them. The best part of the movie was probably the announcer at the video game tournament giving a perfectly cheesy performance. If you want a good movie, you need... Um, you need to look elsewhere but if you want a crazy hour and a half Nintendo ad then this is your movie on a basic level of filmmaking the wizard is a disaster in almost every way not but a disaster it is, but as disaster is harsh yeah but as a so bad it's good movie it's hard to get better than this I thought my ending might be harsh I feel like this was mostly a positive review actually as a but, so bad it's good movie it's hard to get better than this yeah yeah that's not two that's out of ten two yeah <laughs> Yeah, I know. like all I want to be is entertained. Yeah, it, and if it's a so bad it's good and it's the best so bad it's good, then that gives me like a, at least a six. Bad and good are so subjective. Like, yes. So it's like as long as you're entertained, does it really matter? Like you, that doesn't seem like a two out of ten. No. You, you enjoyed yourself when you watched this, Casey. You're just trying to be cool. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So now we go into Min Max the segment where we tell you about the good Max and the not-so-good Min that we haven't covered yet. Does anyone want to start? I could start. Uh, it's my episode to start things. Uh, the Max is the music. We haven't really talked about it yet, but like I'm a big fan of like arena rock and like synthwave, like present-day synthwave stuff, and this is like this soundtrack is so 80s. Yeah. And it's so good. It's so good. When they're driving in the desert and there's like classic eight like classic ripoff eighties music playing, I'm just like, yes, please, more of this. <laughs> uh, my min is that no waitress called out, no store hand called out, no one in a casino like, where are your parents? Nobody <laughs> called it out. Like these children are children; they should not be running around by themselves. They need parents. Where are they? Where are mom and dad? Where are the parents? That was my min. It was. Thank the you 80s. very much. There are no parents. You could just, you get on your bike and you ride around the neighborhood all day long and then you come home for dinner. Like, Who is that's that? this movie. <laughs> I don't know. That's like an, an old lady talking about how it used to be safer in the good old days and no one would snap you up from your house. But there was legit a bounty hunter snapping up children yeah, in this movie. Exactly. <laughs> Things are safer than they were before. It's just parents are, anyway. Yes. Agreed. Do you want to go? Do you want me to go? I can go. Um, I Well, you kind of already talked about my one min, which I was like the bad video game playing. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the only other thing that irked me the wrong way was also Spanky the truck driver when he was driving the kids <laughs> to Reno was legitimately like f- the fakest driving I have ever seen. It was like, oh eh, my eh, God. Eh. It was, yes. He was like driving like a, like a preschool, like, TV show truck driver kind of like going back and forth. And I was like, there's no way he is still no. on the road. 
So my spouse watched this movie with me and he was like, he's not driving that truck. <laughs> like he absolutely called that out. There and was, was like, no what way. is he doing? Like it was exaggerated. It yeah, was, it, it was, was so something. exaggerated. Yeah. So I'm going to say the exaggerated ways in which people controlled things, whether it be a video game controller or a vehicle in this movie, not realistic. No. Um, and then um, I would say a max. I actually found the acting to be pretty good. Like, I would yep. say, like, all the kids were believable. I I would say I almost found um, Haley to be the least believable of, like, the three of them. She was a bit too caricature y yep. with, like, the street yep. smartsiness. But also that could just be a kid being a kid, right? Like, trying to just be mm-hmm. cool and stuff like that. She did the Hermione thing from the original Harry Potter movie, the first one, where, like, Emma Watson was clearly, like, knew everyone's lines and like <laughs> was younger than everyone else and like made you f- like she really yucked it up so yeah. i don't think it was I bad love- it was just so ex- it was so much yeah yeah i've never thought about emma watson in the first harry potter that way before but you're so right and it's so on brand for her too to be like i'm six but i know everyone's lines because if I'm you amazing. want a fun video there's youtube video of her mouthing other characters no. lines oh, I'm gonna in the watch first that. one yeah i think it's like ron's lines in the first one she is hermione emma watson is hermione yes oh my god and I she's just it. mouthing his like there's takes where just ever uh, so slightly you can see her mouthing someone else's lines and it's oh a amazing it's amazing <laughs> i love that That's yeah so good. um so yeah like the the acting was actually like pretty good i felt everyone was really believable i felt like especially given like the movie kind of fluctuated between like a tone of like a, a more serious in tone i felt like the kids were great like i f- i was like this sounds like i mean like an adult said it but also like a kid would say this it's doesn't it, nothing sound too forced only the oddball time where Haley sounded a little too forced with her street smarts. That was literally it. I found most of the acting in this movie was really, really good. And I was like pleasantly surprised. I I expected, my expectations were probably low because I expected really cheesy, like 80s kind of goofy, you know, badness. But it actually surprised me for for the level of acting that actually came to this movie. And that's it. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that for sure. The mm-hmm. kids were were better than than is typical. Yeah, I like think they were at least cheesy. at least average and pr- probably well above average. Yeah, I feel like if the kids weren't as good, this movie ends oh, up being be way worse. Whereas, like, because then was, it would just be cringing the entire time, right? And I was fine. That's the thing. I actually like. I didn't dislike my time with this movie. I just, if the kids were bad, I would have been like, okay, good God, I can't watch this. Mm-hmm. My min, that's the thing. I'm so middling that I actually have trouble picking a min because I'm like, I don't know, the tone was weird. Like, this was weird. It was it was kind of um, not focused, I guess, but I don't know. I guess that it wasn't. Hmm. I don't know what my min is. The original cut of this movie was over two hours. Oh, really? The first cut Dear. was over two hours. Yeah. Dear what? God. What did they cut? Uh, I guess there was some <laughs> backstory between Corey and Jimmy that they ended up cutting. 
Which, like, I don't know. You don't really need more. Like, they're, they're brothers. brothers. They grew up together. Like, Perfect at 100 minutes. He, Wouldn't want it a minute him. more. No, no. I think the length was very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. My men, I'll just... Uh, I just I'll stick with tone. I don't know. Honestly, that's my biggest problem with the movie is that yeah. I'm just like, I don't know where we are in in the intention of this movie. Like, what are we trying to do? I don't know. Right. And it, it made me uncomfortable, actually, for most of the movie. Oh, you know what? No, I have a min. <laughs> I have a silly min, but I have it. It's when the dad, when they are playing the NES in some garage or something, and then Slater is like, yo, we need to go. Like, stop playing. We need to go. And he's like, ah, okay. So then Slater grabs some of the equipment, like some of the stuff, like controllers or something. And then the dad grabs the stuff, but he leaves like a dongle, like dangling from the TV. And I'm like, you're leaving behind equipment. (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) Come on, man. Video games. Video games. You need all the parts. Especially back in the day. Oh, my gosh. You needed all those parts. Oh, my god! But uh, that's my min, I guess, <laughs> along with all the other things. Forgetting the um, dongle. You know what, my max? I thought you were going to steal it, Travis. What? Spanky. Mm. <laughs> is Is Mario. <laughs> what? He is dressed up basically in a Mario costume. Oh, my God. I didn't Watch even clue into that. Oh, my God. You're totally right. Watch it back. He is in like overalls. Yeah. He has a hat that is shaped like Mario's hat and he has yep. Mario's mustache. Yep. He's Mario. You're right. And they don't point it out at all. It's but so he's intentional. Totally Mario. You saying that now, it's so intentional. I wouldn't even have clued into that. He's got the mustache, everything. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. Oh my God. I didn't even clue into that. Oh my God. I love it. Jacob doesn't believe me. No, I don't. I'm trying to like picture it in my mind. And Hold just on. making I'll, faces. I got it. I got it. I got it right here. Hey, it's Mario. <laughs> Especially in the truck. It's very apparent. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yes, exactly Mario's mustache. No, no, no. It is. You trust it's me. It's Mario. Mario. Oh, my God. You go back and pull up when they're in the truck with him. He's Mario. Even with his like jaunty uh, steering. It's, it's like, you know, how Mario would steer a truck. Yeah, literally. Totally Mario. Yeah, but anyway, it was um, like some subliminal uh, Nintendo shit. <laughs> they're trying to get the kids to buy Super Mario's three. I so like that's it. my max. Because what else are you going to say? <laughs> I didn't know what else to say. I wasn't. This movie. I didn't get it. I didn't get this movie. It didn't get me. So next, we have one of our games we like to play at the end of these pods. Where I am leading this game. Oh my god! Jacob is a contestant. <laughs> I get to play for the first time. He gets to play. Unfortunately, Travis, this game is probably weighted in Jacob's favor. Great, because it's something that he has a bit more expertise in. That's fine. But we'll see. Maybe I'll surprise everyone. Possibly. So this game is called Esport Nickname or Nah. What so? I win. Basically, esports <laughs> players have a nickname, as in this movie, Jimmy's nickname would be the Wizard or Wizard. Um, so they all have nicknames. Uh, Jacob is a little bit more familiar with esports than Travis's. Yeah. So I pulled some uh, esports nicknames and I made up some of my own. So you guys will have to decide if it is a real esport nickname or if I made it up. Got it. Jacob I'm, is really excited about this. I'm so ready. Okay. So, 
first up I don't know how obscure these are or not because I don't really know video game or uh, esport nicknames either. So Jacob might just know all of these. So I'm going to request that Travis answers first. Yes, please. Because Jacob might knock all of these down. I don't know. <laughs> first up is Dirty Mike. Is that an esport nickname? I don't like the name at all. I didn't I'm ask you what the name. Dirty Mike. I'm gonna say it's 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 a real name because it's, I don't like it at all. No, Dirty Mike's not an esports person. You made that. It up. It is Dirty Mike is an esports player. It is Michael Labelle is a USA uh, player. He plays FIFA or they play FIFA from oh 2006 god. to present. Dirty oh my Mike. god, Dirty <laughs> Mike. Next so up, I'm glad I already fo- I already got. Jacob, he answered one wrong, so I've succeeded in my mission. Okay, next up. Red pills. Red pills. Mm, no, you made that up. You made that up. I made it up. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, I'm two for two right now. That's true. Oh, yeah, I got to keep score. Don't underestimate This hosting me gig ever. is tough, man. <laughs> Hungry box. <gasps> that's one I know that one that's a smash one yeah he plays on team liquid and he's a great Jigglypuff player I thought you might get that one that oh, is one Dabidman Dabidma a also American player on team liquid yes plays Super Smash Brothers Melee I knew that one next is Squatty 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 like Squatty Potty <laughs> yes <laughs> Like Squatty Potty. It sounds dumb, but I feel like it's real. So I'm going to say real. I think you made that up. I totally made it up. Oh, fudge. Squatty is fake. <laughs> Darn it. It's two, two. Three, uh, two, or no, two. Yeah. Sorry. Or three, three. You three, both three. got Hungry Box. Next up is T-Tops. T-Tops. That sounds made up, but also someone had to have made it up. So I'm going to say, yes, that's a name. So I know like League and Call of Duty and Valorant esports really well. These are all reputable esports players. Yeah, I think that T-Tops is, I think you made it up. I totally made it up. Oh yeah. I was going to call him Tabletops with a Z. <laughs> and then I was like, no, that's too weird. So I went with T-Tops. And, oh, my uh, God. Uh, I'm sure next up people is... are now buying these names left, right, and center. Because right? they're good these names. good names. Snake Eyes. Can you call yourself a character from a video game when you're an esports player? Is that allowed? Uh, there's one I did not use that was Sonic Fox. Oh, so I know yes, who that can. is. I guess true. Yeah, I know who Sonic Fox is. Yeah, I Fox thought that is. was too known. Mm. Snake Eyes. I'm going to say that's real too. I think Snake Eyes is real. Snake Eyes is real. That is Daryl oh. Lewis, an American player who plays Street Fighter. Interesting. Okay. Next is Jack Spark. Jack Spark? Yes. Jack Spark. Jack Spark. All one word 
or two words? Uh, it is it is put together. Yes. Mm, fake. You made that up. Yes, I did. Oh, I did, yeah. in fact, make that up. <laughs> what are we at? I'm six, at four. Six, six, four? Fantasy. Oh, I don't like that one at all, actually. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to call yourself fantasy? That's just like a name. Like, mm, I'm going to say it's real. Overthinking. Oh, I think that's fake. Fantasy is a real <gasps> yes! esports player oh. from South Korea. They play StarCraft. A young Ming Hoon. Next is Total Newt. <laughs> <laughs> like one complete Newt. Total Newt. <laughs> fake I think that's a good Jacob fake is, it's, it's been rubbing his forehead I think that's a good fake Because I like it Yeah I think it's fake too Nah I made it up Oh it's really good Good job I really like right, that right. one We got four more Oh yeah Because I, I couldn't stop making them I'm sorry I was like there's too many good ones uh, Next up is Lil Poison Lil Poison <laughs> It's your boy, Lil, Lil Poison. Yes. Yeah, that's real. That's got to be real. That sounds too good it, to be real. It's Lil Poison in the house. Here to see your spouse. Living in your blouse. <laughs> what? Oh, no. Now I have louse. I don't know. Uh, Lil Poison's <laughs> fake. Lil Poison's not real. That's got to be Lil Poison is real. Oh, yeah. It that's is seven. Victor DeLeon Third, American. Mm-hmm. He plays. What do they, they play? play? Halo. What even is Halo esports anyway? I don't know. Am I right? What is Super Mario 3 esports? That's true. Next is Red Ring. (laughs) That sounds too generic to me, so I'm going to say it's a fake. I hate this. Fake. Ah, I made it up. Yeah, too generic. (laughs) Mm. Eight. We're tied up at eight. Oh, yeah. Eight points apiece. Two names left. Fear Sushi. (laughs) Why do I think that's real? I feel like I've heard that. Unless someone else is afraid of sushi. I (laughs) Someone else? What do you mean someone else? I'm not. I'm just saying, I'm assuming someone is afraid of sushi. That sounds real. I'm going to say it's real. Real. Oh, I made it up. (gasps) Oh, very good. (laughs) (laughs) And the last one is tied eight apiece. The last name is Seagull. (laughs) Can I get a spelling, please? (laughs) Good. Seagull. S-E-A-G-U-L-L. Oh, just like vanilla vanilla seagull. Okay. (laughs) Seagull. Also a good nickname in esports. Yeah. Mm, real. <laughs> oh, I love that you're thinking. I was I was I was like, oh, if you just it's just, you know, just knocks him down like nothing, I'll be like, all this work was for nothing. But you're thinking no, and I love it. I, you're go- you you picked up scary esports, which I appreciate. FIFA and then 
Halo esports. Well, I'm and not then, throwing league players at you. Come on. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Travis, you said real. I said real. Seagull. Fake. Fake. That is a real oh, esports yeah. player, and Travis steals the Nine game. Nine points. That is Brandon Larned. Uh, they play Overwatch. Yeah. Is that even played. a real video game? This game's stupid. I'm leaving. Never <laughs> underestimate me ever. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so pumped. <laughs> Have I won any of these? I don't know if I've won very many of these. I'm glad won I won against one. Jacob. I'm glad I won Cheers against Jacob. That's true. Yeah, because I would have been just as lost. I would have been guessing just the same. My partner calls me a sore loser, and uh, I'm trying not to be a sore loser right now. Ah, I love it. (laughs) As she laughs at my face. (laughs) (laughs) Katie's never hosting again. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. He'll never let me. He'll never let me again. Okay. So, and next is our final segment where we decide if this movie should be cut or seen. Jacob, I know where you come in. Uh, this movie's That's fun. Your... It's a great 80s movie. It's like, what if we took the Goonies and made it video games? Christian Slater's in it, and he seems like 45, but he's really 18 in the movie. <laughs> Fred Savage is in it. You can't go wrong with the Savage Brothers. Uh, it's a fun jaunt at 100 minutes to have it on the have on in the background or to watch with your full attention. Uh, you should see this movie. If we were to rank the movies that we have watched in this in this program, this would rank in the top five for me. Wow. What? This would be wow. like probably four or five for me. No, five. To be honest, we yeah. haven't watched a lot of good ones. So, <laughs> but five? Probably, yeah. I don't know, man. Travis. Okay. Hmm. This is a tough one. It is a tough one. I. I don't feel like there's <laughs> enough negative. For me to say that you should cut it. I feel like I enjoyed my time enough with this movie that I'm going to say see it. I don't feel like it's it's not terrible. It's not like great. I'm very middling. But I don't feel like there's something that I'm sitting here being like, no, this is like a movie you should not see. So I'm going to say see it. I mean, it's not a glowing recommendation, but like, go for it. Why not? Yeah, I've... All you've got to lose is 90 minutes, whatever. <laughs> In the grand scheme of things. Is know, that really all that much? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm on the fence too. I mean, uh, it, it, you two have already determined this is a scene, but should it be unanimous? I don't know. That's the thing. I'm trying to decide whether or not what means more. If if I'm saying if it should be seen that I'm really like putting a stamp like oh that means like it's good and you should you should see it and I'm hard recommending it or if me saying a cut is more of like a hard avoid it at all costs or like does middling mean that you should see it I don't uh... that's why binary is no good <laughs> it's subjective you know it is um. I wasn't mad at it. Like, I, <gasps> I, I'm not sitting here going, man, I wish I hadn't, like, I, that was a waste of time. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of glad that I watched it because, I don't know, there's, there's interesting things there. Even just, like, 
historically, like how the, how they even put it together, whether it worked or not. Like the fact that they made this like video game tournament movie and yeah. that it was like a weird Rain Man for children, not children, but <laughs> video games. And I don't know what any of that means. Also, both like- of those movies are Tom Cruise, uh, 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 Color of Money and Rain Man. Oh, my God. I feel like you like random thought. I feel like you like I led up a to a scene and then you like convince yourself otherwise and we're heading towards a cut. I don't know. It's a roller coaster. <laughs> I guess. I guess it's a C. Oh, I yeah. Feel, I don't feel good about it. I don't. Shut up, Fred Savage. Let's go. <laughs> oh, my God. Wonder Years, baby. It's a most. It's the most like kick the can over the finish line scene we've ever yeah. given a movie. I think. Yeah. It was. A, yeah, uh, you see it. I guess you could see it. <laughs> I wouldn't feel bad telling someone. Yeah, you could watch that. I wouldn't be like, no, you just shouldn't do it. You know, yeah. like some other movies that we've done. So yeah, I'd be like, all right, yeah, sure. If if you like these things, you could watch that movie. So I guess it's a C. So somehow. <laughs> this movie comes out of this thing out of this you know this up and down pod with three unanimous c's oh my god be seen how did this happen i don't know how it happened oh my god katie you're never hosting again i don't think i am <laughs> um okay so that is it for the wizard uh travis where can people find you on social media i'm on twitter at Travis Colnett. I don't do anything special, but you know, you can come say hi. I'll be there. I'll answer. My notifications are on because no one says <laughs> hi to me. So it's not like I have anything to mute. <laughs> Jacob. Okay. Jacob. Uh, you can find me on the internet at Jacob McCord on all major social media platforms. I host another podcast called The Left Behind Game Club, which is a podcast that both of these wonderful people have been on. Uh, it's a video game book club podcast we do every other week. You can find it on all major podcasting platforms. And I also host a video game trivia show on Wednesday nights on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Jacob McCord. If you like having fun, learning about video games, chatting with some cool folks, please check it out. It is a lot of fun. 9 p.m. Eastern every Thursday that's what I do, baby boo. And on that note, I am also on Twitter. Um, I put Jacob in the middle because he has actually things to talk about, whereas me and Travis are like, I'm on Twitter. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a double stuff Oreo. Like, there's nothing on the sides. I am on oh Twitter. I'm Les Bragg. I talk about, uh, I talk about video games and random things and mostly video games. But uh, yeah. If you want to give me a shout out, and Travis is dying. Oh my god! Double it's it's Oreo. two well-adjusted people, and then depression <laughs> makes content in the middle. Everyone loves a double stuff Oreo, Jacob. <laughs> yeah. They buy it because of the the icing. People uh-huh. legit throw out it's okay. the, the Travis and Katie yeah. sides, and Some only do. have the Jacob sides. <laughs> so yes, we're on Twitter, and uh, and Jacob does all the things. Mm-hmm. And with that, we are going to leave you after this wonderful episode with a quote from the wizard. Uh, Jacob, do you want to give us that quote? Yeah, sure. Let me try and do it in, in pure Lucas style here. I love the power glove. It's so bad. Oh, my God. Did I do it? You did it. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for coming out, everybody. Bye. 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 Thank you.
Cutscene, a video game movie podcast. You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm Jacob McCourt, and listen to me and my co-hosts Mo Murtati and Mike Ruffalo, as well as some wonderful guests, as we go through games, large and small, old and new, to bring you funny, informative, and mostly positive discussions about them. We've got over 100 episodes in the feed, so if you wanted to take the show for a spin, download a show about one of your favorites, and let us guide you through it with our takes. Join us on our goal in every episode to make sure that each time there's one less game left behind.